0: All right, I we'll say good morning, good morning, let, all right. let us begin. We are continuing, Mirza Hashem, in Perek Chav Vav, chapter 26, the Midas HaKidushah. Just remember again, yesterday, Shed Ramchal pointed out to us in such a poignant fashion the fundamental distinction between Kidusha and Tara, and specifically in the area of Kidusha the ability that when a person reaches this level of Kidusha, which is only achieved through this synergistic partnership, between man and God, man exerting his effort, and then ultimately again a Baruch Hu, conferring upon him. <laughs> Excuse me. The the remainder of that process, a person is able to reach a level where everything is Kadosh, even the material. Even the material, even the physical, again, is endowed with a heightened level of holiness. So he gives further examples of this. This is what Chazal says, Kala, maybe the bikurim. Actually, a very beautiful gemara. Whoever brings a gift to a tamid chacham, it's as if he's offered up bikurim. The what does that mean?" Chazal trying to encourage gift giving to a tamid chacham to so say it's like you bring bikurim. What's what, what's what's the pshat? So I was on the very basic. I don't know how I was going to explain this. He says, "Well, actually, let's see." So amru yemali granim sh'tamidi chacham yain bimkom nisachim. That's another beautiful Gimara. So the Gimara says that contemporarily, in the absence of the ability to bring nisachim, wine libations, what should one do? Give wine to a Talmud Chacham. Incredible! Give wine to a Talmud Chachim, that's like nisachim. So what, is, what, is, what does that mean? This doesn't mean that talmidim chachamim should be drawn after eating and drinking, right? Remember again, this sounds like a like a shtickle gluttoness. So what's the pshat? He says Because we'll say what's a talmud chacham? Remember, in this context, the way that Ramchal is defining a talmud chacham is not simply someone who possesses knowledge. I will say, we know this as we go through life. The ability to acquire knowledge does not make you a Talmud Chacham. Anyone could acquire knowledge. Right? If you go ahead and you apply yourself to something and you study something and you review it, you'll acquire knowledge. But we also know acquiring knowledge does not make you a good person. There are many people who are in possession of a voluminous amount of knowledge, but suffer from a profound state of moral decay. So what's a Talmud Chacham? In this context, Tam is someone, yeah, who has the knowledge, but also who has the accompanying Midos. But also someone who has the accompanying, in this context, kidusha. What's the Tam a Talmud Chacham is someone who has created this appropriate relationship between himself and the material. So that suddenly, again, the material world is not something which pushes him away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but rather, he's gotten to the level with material, actually brings him closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So I will say, that's the meaning of these Gimaras. So therefore, the Gimara says, you give a Talmud Chacham a gift. You give a Talmud Chacham a gift. What is a Talmud Chacham going to do with that gift? So what is he going to do with it? He's going to use it as a vehicle, as a bridge in his relationship with Hashem. You give a tamtchacham wine, right? So that's why the gemara says give a tamtchacham a gift. It's like you're bringing bikurim. I will say, what's bikurim? Bikurim is one of the ways in which the farmer, a regular guy, takes the physical and uplifts it and utilizes it to create a bridge and a connection between himself and that Baruch Hu. I will say on a deeper level, right? So therefore, you, 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 give, you give a gift to a tamtchacham. He's going to use that gift to create this heightened relationship. You give a Tamit wine, right? So what does the Gemara say? It's as if you're offering wine libations. When you offered wine libations, you're taking that, which could be used for the most base activities, and now you're using it again, bikidusha. You give a Tamit wine, a Tamit is going to use that wine again to facilitate and to enhance or excuse me, a relationship with that Kaddush Baruch Hu. So beautiful. He goes on, he says, He says, A <speaking> Tam-Tachem <in Hebrew> is someone who is able to find kedusha in everything that he does, including in the physical and the material. A Tam-Tachem himself is mamish like a Beis mamish like a Mizbeach. Why? Because the Shechina resides upon the Talmud Chacham just as the Shechina resided in the Beis HaMikdosh. And therefore, one who gives something to the Talmud Chacham can nikrav agabe ha Ultimately, again, it's as if he's offering it upon the mezbeach, umilu'i gronam, and filling the, literally, literally means the filling of the throat, of the Tamd Chacham with wine, Tachas milu'i Hasfalim. It's like filling the basins by the basin the Mekdeshazav. So I will say the point that Taram Chal is making over here is not to encourage gift giving to tamid Chacham. I mean, it's nice, but, what, 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 he, but he's, what he's showing over here is what it means to actualize Kiddushah. And what it means to actualize Kiddushah is that suddenly, again, we're so used to thinking in the realm of Tara. In the realm of Tara, I understand that materialism ultimately creates a wedge between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and man. So in, in the realm of Tara, what's my goal? My goal is to use as little of the material world as possible so as to heighten or to enhance or to bolster our relationship with Hashem. In the realm of Kidusha, I'm introduced to this idea that if used appropriately, the material could actually serve as a bridge to Hashem used appropriately. So suddenly I will say, now even in Kidusha, it doesn't mean that I'm going to enjoy every single material thing. Right? And it doesn't mean again we still have pre have right? So in other words, I'm not going to run after ever material pleasure, but that which I am going to utilize, I quickly come to understand, could truly serve as a bridge between myself and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's bringing up the Talmud Chacham as the paradigmatic example of someone who is able to actualize this midah of Kiddusha. Ramchal goes on. He says, And utilizing this approach, Ramchal writes, so that Ramchal introduces something additional, which is absolutely beautiful. Teram Chal says like this. He says, so now what we've seen is the Talmud Chacham has the ability to go ahead and utilize everything in this world, even the physical, to create a relationship with Hashem. Now that that's said, it turns out that the Talmud Chacham has the ability to actually lift up the physical. I'll say, what is this? In other words, so now, now that physicality, that materialism, could be used to create a bridge, could be used to create a connection. So now every single time the Talmud Chacham utilizes something physical, he uplifts the physical item. Most hear this? In other words, how do you look in general at something material? Is something material holy or unholy? What's the answer? What's the answer? Like most things in Judaism. Right? It depends. right? What does it depend? It depends on how it's used. How it's used. If it's used to create a bridge to, to the divine, then it's holy. If it's used to create a distance, then it's unholy. So the Talmud Chacham, when he... By well, the who's a Tamut Chacham? Any of us could be a Chacham, right? Again, if we master this art of Kiddusha, we took could fall into this level. Tam Chacham, when he uses something physical, by definition, he is uplifting this item. So he gives you an example of this. We are familiar with this, with this Rashi. Rashi right? Remember again, Yaakov Avinu is running away from home because of the whole fallout with Esav. He falls asleep in a place called Beit El. He has a dream. right? Now remember again, the Torah discusses that before his dream, he took a stone and he put it by his head. It was a pillow. It was a pillow. Rashi actually says it wasn't really a pillow. It was more like he was creating like a protection around his head from animals. Rashi records a medrash, and the medrash says, the rocks were fighting with each other. The rocks were fighting. What was the fight the rocks were having? Right? The rocks are saying, The tzaddik should put his head on me. This was the fight they were having. What's <laughs> the What's going on over here? I mean, the rocks are fighting. But I, 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 don't, I don't even understand what that actually means. Right? So I'll say, So the Anchaus says something so beautiful. He says, You know what it means? You see, the rocks. And I will say, If you think about it for just a moment, There's nothing more like Chomri, Nothing more material than a rock. Right? It's just all physicality. But yet the rock understood that if it got to support the head of the tzaddik, the rock itself was uplifted. The rock itself... So what Rambam is using this as an example of, say, when we use the material world in the correct way, not only are we lifting ourselves up, but we are redeeming the material as well. The, the Ramban calls this Kiddush HaChomer, sanctification of the material. It's an incredible opportunity we have that when you use the material world in the right way. So suddenly, again, suddenly I'm kadosh. But the material. let say, by the way, you don't actually have to think so hard about this. What's the paradigmatic example? of This paradigmatic example of this paradigmatic example of this. Is your son? Right. Paradigmatic example. So Kiddush, Even even simpler. I'm going to say it and Say it's obvious. Karbanos. I will say, think about like this just a moment. You take an animal. You take an animal. The truth is, the most humri material thing is an animal. Right? Because an animal is all physicality. Unlike man, which has the ability to sneak. Unlike man, which has an neshama. Okay. The Rambam is that, that an animal has a nafsh. also. But an animal. And, and it's incredible. You take that animal. And what do you do? You say, Hare zu ola. Suddenly, what happens to that animal? We know what happens to that animal. It's kodesh. Kodesh. It's Mamish Kodesh. Kodesh. What do you mean it's Kodesh? It's still the same sheep. It's not. Because now what you've done is you've taken that material item, and now suddenly again, you've used it for the sanctification of Hashem. And once that happens, Rebbe Hosei, the entire identity of the material item changes. So it's not just the Pshat that I change myself in the relationship with the material. I change the material. isn't that a koach Okay, do you understand, you know, we'll sometimes you ever take a step back, maybe not at this hour in the morning, I'm you know, trying not to fall forward, right, this hour in the morning, right, but you, you ever take a step back and realize, like, I have a ridiculous amount of power in this world. A ridiculous amount of power. That here, Arthur is telling me is, I could take something that is material, and I could actually fundamentally change the status of it into something holy. As long as I'm utilizing it in the right way. And I will say, there's an incredible exercise to do in life, which is to kind of look at one's material life and just ask myself, how am I using these various things in a Kaddish way? Right? That's why I will say, that's why, again, in Yiddishkeit, you could have nice things, you could enjoy nice things. The only khap is make sure that what you have in life has the ability to be utilized as part of a higher calling. As long as you can do that, then by definition you could justify the enjoyment of the material in dramatic ways. As long as somehow somewhere you're able to use it for some higher calling. He says As you will say, we'll stop over here for today. We're just stopping a few lines early. We'll stop, we'll pick up tomorrow claulo shall dover. Shkay everyone